Before we start, ladies and gentlemen, the podcast shout out for this episode is Talk Me Into. Now, this is a podcast that I just started listening to, hosted by Dan, Jimmy, and Jeff. This podcast, one or two of the co-hosts attempt to convince their friend or friends of a particular cultural topic and essentially talk them into that pop culture topic, including movies and shows and music, etc. So I really quite enjoyed uh, the Doctor Who episodes, and uh, my wife and I were listening to a Conspiracy Theories episode. I liked the one on Perks of Being a Wallflower, and I just saw that there is one on Rick and Morty that I'll have to check out. But um, I was really impressed with the chemistry between the co-hosts and um, the number, the kinds of topics that they get into, um, which are plenty of uh, nerdy shows and other media that I'm into. So check them out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. I'm checking them out too, and um, I'm going to continue to listen to some more. That being said, on with the show. I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. And I'm Andrew from Brash Binary. This is Collateral Gaming. Welcome to Collateral Gaming, the only video game podcast that matters, where we focus on good games, bad games, and everything else in between in the world of gaming. We are podcasting straight from San Antonio, Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so whatever you have, be it blunts, bongs, joints, dabs, smoke it, if you've got it. Do the math in moderation. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- method moderation, folks. <laughs> that, that's important. Oh, so come, come you just now. heard our new special guest this episode, Andrew from Brash Binary. Andrew, uh, tell uh, the audiences a little bit about yourself. I'm Andrew Kenny. I'm from New York. Uh, I started Brash Binary uh, just recently this year, and uh, we're still working on uh, developing the different th- uh, aspects of it. Uh, we're hoping to launch various project soon and uh the core of our mission is to be able to help small scale creators monetize their work in a way that's scalable and allows them to maintain control over what they create it's a big passion of mine it came uh, about uh when i realized that there wasn't a lot of good ways to advertise and uh, monetize uh, some of my smaller projects that i was trying to work on and in uh, meeting people who wanted uh, to be able to do that as well and trying to provide something for them. So you're trying to sponsor gamers. That sounds great. Uh, yes. <laughs> I-, I could use you as a sponsor. That sounds great. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, man. And sponsor podcasts, as I understand it too, oh, right? Uh, yeah, we uh, we could do that. And uh, But it's really about getting creators involved in it and getting the infrastructure necessary not only uh, to get enough people in so that it's uh, viable, but getting the stuff uh, set up to where it's safe for people to use. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's the dream, dude. And, you know, you kind of entered this field sort of through the game development route. Am I right? Absolutely. I'm definitely uh, 
coming at it from the perspective of of the game developer less, less so than the podcaster but i'm and so i i would understand a little bit of the fears of wearing that would be more beneficial to the game developer rather than the podcaster uh but i'm also working on creating my own podcast and stuff and i'm hoping by doing that and seeing how they interact with each other that i'm going to be able to learn to do it in a way that's beneficial for both parties equally hell yeah dude that's badass yeah i mean and you know i myself i'm an aspiring indie game developer i I think i've mentioned that a few times on on the cast can we call it the cast now i don't see why not should we say the pod or the cast what do you guys think let us know on twitter um anyway so yeah uh, andrew and i were talking about that a few minutes ago you know before getting ready for the podcast and yeah this guy He's got ambitions, and and that's cool because you'll fit right in with Collateral Gaming on this episode. I mean, because we're also ambitious. We wanna we wanna make it big, right, Dakota? Absolutely. I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm ready to. Man, these games. We have so many games lined up. So many games that I can't stop playing right now. Even when I should be playing other games. I'll get more onto that later. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that that is definitely Dakota's problem. Yeah, um, that's a problem. But oh well. But. Yeah, dude, it's it's amazing to um, kind of into the world and at start from something from something small and make it into something big. And you know, I can really get behind that. So you know, Andrew approached us on Twitter, and if you guys can't tell, we are skyping him in from New York. Apologies Whoa, for the shitty quality. This horrible place that it is. <laughs> <laughs> but you're our first Skype guest. That's pretty cool. We, we like to do a little segment on this podcast. It's called Collateral Gaming News. Um, news. News. <laughs> you got to have the news music going. I do. I have a, I have a news ident. Oh, you didn't what? just hear it? We just played it for the audience, but... You know, you're recording, so you don't hear my news ident. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, news in the world of gaming. Here's the thing. I didn't do any research for this podcast, so I'm going to defer to you guys. What news is going on in the world of gaming? Well, Death Stranding finally came out. It finally did. I've been waiting for it for so long, and it came out. And I should be playing Red Dead Redemption 2, which is, well, what we're talking about today, if you haven't already read the title. That'll be the game we're actually eventually going to talk about. Eventually. Eventually. But for now, I'm excited, you know, to talk about, you know, Death Stranding more, especially because that's going to be our next episode. I guess I shouldn't release that yet, but oh well. And our next episode is going to be a lot of fun, and I've been playing that a lot, so. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm excited about? What are you excited about? Since our last podcast, Apple has officially launched the yeah. Apple Arcade Plus service. Or is it just Ooh. Apple Arcade service? I forget. Um, along with the Apple TV Plus service. Yes. So we really like to go in and um, maybe do an episode focusing on the Apple Arcade as general. Or maybe pick a game, like an indie game. I'm really uh, excited about that service. I mean, I'm a huge Apple fan. So I, so I'm guessing it's going to be kind of like Steam or something? Well, there's um, a lot of like launchers and things. There's or a lot Steam. of like, so like yeah, streaming services, launchers, like that. You know, Epic Games has its own. Origins has its own. Yeah. EA, I think that it is Origins. I don't even know anymore. It's a it's a subscription Apple service. Arcade? Oh, oh, oh! Basically, it's uh, it's uh, Google Stadia for Apple. There you go. Yeah, something like that. So it's gonna so it's gonna be overpriced, but it's gonna look better. <laughs> <laughs> it is gonna look better because Apple makes it. I mean, what do you expect, right? There's a there's a game on there that looks 
just like Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I, it looks like a Breath of the Wild clone, and it's a, it's an obvious um, obvious reference, but um, it looks like it's its own beautiful game too. Anyway, that kind of concludes our news segment, at least for now. Let's go on and get to the meat of the podcast, guys. The meat, the absolute the, meat, the the big meat, the big meat, all of the meat, all of it. <laughs> you guys are uh, bastards. All right. You know what? Can we can we just make an eggplant this week for all the vegans out there? Yeah, I don't know. No, right. you know we thank, don't talk about Bo. Thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, you just gave him a platform. Okay. I know. Well, we, we talk about meat on this podcast, and Bo has to deal with it. Well, <laughs> well, Jesus Christ! You're going to shove my face in it. I mean, right? Okay. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. It would be eggplant parmesan, so there would still be cheese. So it would just be vegetarian. Oh, great. It would be vegetarian. So uh, can you meet us halfway? <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> so. I don't know. I guess I'll just make okay. my own. I, I'll make my own cheese or, or something. Or you're just going to stay on a horse as high as Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <What>? Fair enough. <laughs> Damn it. So, so, folks, the parmesan eggplant of this podcast, because eggplant, you would not want to eat without parmesan. Dakota, you mentioned it earlier. Red Dead Redemption 2. 2. Yes. The second one. The second one. I haven't actually played the first one. I don't think you have either. I haven't played the first one. (laughs) So we have a lot of things to catch up on for this, but this game in particular, I'm excited to talk about because we've been really playing it for a while, and you have more than me. I've been kind of slacking off on it like I should have, like I mentioned earlier, but I really enjoy this game for what it is it it's it i would definitely play the first one after playing this you know it, it really good vibe i love the western feel i'll play any western game you know what i mean that that's that's cool as hell you know what i mean <laughs> you know i i'm not into the whole country thing despite living in texas like it, it honestly annoys the shit out of oh, me yeah. like I'm, I'm sorry but this game made me want to like cowboys um you know and i, I just you know was playing old town road <laughs> oh my god while oh, playing Jesus. the game just just felt like a badass cowboy wasn't there a video that a music video for that that used footage from Red Dead too? Oh, I'm like, sure there was. Yeah. You know, also sometimes I would put on the the Naruto Shippuden OST, Kyohaku, uh, nope. which is like Sasuke's theme. That's kind of like rugged Western. Yeah, because of course you would. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Weeb. Of course you would. Fucking weeaboo. Uh-huh. Andrew, uh, I was just playing blues. Blues. Oh. Blues. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me that. Oh, man. No, maybe I, bluesy rock like Black Keys. You can't go wrong with Black Keys, man. Hey, Fuck there yeah. You, yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, you know what? Have you ever just like, and, and it's not necessarily blues, but have you just like walked down the streets of New Orleans, right? And there's just jazz. I love that shit, dude. Dude, there's a fucking town in Red Dead Redemption 2 called St. Denis. Literally? That's literally based on New Orleans. Okay. No, it's, it, it's like they straight up. Like took some of the the house models. Ash and I have been to New Orleans many times. I've been like what four, five, six times. Ash too. Okay, and we've been many times, so we know some of the places. And you got to think about it. This is a different time, so this would be prior all of that. And I'm recognizing places that is actually in New Orleans in this stupid game. Oh, it's crazy. This game is exceedingly detailed. Um, now, Andrew, I, I did want to ask, man, have you played the original Red Dead Redemption? Oh, no, no. This is actually my first Rockstar game, period. You know, I haven't gotten that much into Rockstar games either. I mean, I played a little bit of GTA, but... Look at us, all, us, all of us ex- unexperienced noobs. Unexperienced noobs. Why are we on a gaming podcast? What are we doing? 
Yeah, I mean, I remember Grand Theft Auto on the PlayStation One. I mean, that, that, that's how old that's how old school I am about that. And I mean, they they pretty much set that sandbag type of gameplay. They set the bar for that like right then and there. And I mean, and it's kind of extended into Red Dead Redemption. No, 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 Red no, Dead no, Redemption no. Two. The bar was more, set way it? before that, Bo. Okay, with that with Golden what? Eye. In Golden Eye. Nintendo sixteen oh four Golden Eye. That. Set a precedent for gaming right there. Well, I'm talking oh, about on. I'm talking about we sandbox. All <laughs> I know. We but all know that the battle royale mode on Donkey Kong 64. Set there you the bar go. For oh, all of, it. of course. Of course. Or, or, or shit. <laughs> Turok Rage Wars for fuck's sake. There you go. I mean, jeez. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. This is all a ripoff of chess. <laughs> all of it. All of it. <laughs> Never forget where you came from. Yeah, it's a chess and strategio. Oh, oh wait, no, no. Galaga. Yeah. Sorry, this is all, <laughs> all a ripoff of just raiding another tribe and killing everyone. Yeah, Pac-Man, bro. Pretty much. Oh, e- eating speaking, ghosts. Come on. Speaking of that, I was a bit disappointed because I played forty plus hours of this game and I committed zero mass shootings. Wow. Yeah, me too. I really struggled, but I didn't want to fuck with my honor and the loading times are kind of long because it's a very intensive game and. It was just too much work to have to reload after after going evil for a second, and I, I can't fuck with my good profile. Exactly. Right? Uh, you, it's almost as if they're not the problem. It's like we mentioned in the Fable 3 uh, podcast, our first podcast we started with, uh, our shitty episode, uh, our shitty pilot. <laughs> anyway, no, what we talked about was um, the, the whole idea of... Uh, of that, not wanting to go out of these bounds and not wanting to to leave the side of good because you're you're tempted and they they push the idea that you should be a good guy, but obviously in this game you're you're an outlaw and they don't really push that as hard as you would think. That's in Fable what I Three, enjoy. they do push that. They really do, and they push the good path. But in this one, they really they don't push it on you. It's like you do whatever you want, and I want to stick to the good because that's who I am and that's how I play a game. But they don't push it. I don't feel a push. If anything, they they give me so many chances to kill people when I can. Just, just for the fun of it, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I routinely shot people for four dollars. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I felt like a college student. <laughs> wow. Listen to me. We don't want to kill any of you, but trust me, we will. Wake them up a little. This whole thing is pretty much done. We're more ghosts than people. You've got to keep faith. They will not crush us. Good old Dutch. My best friend. You know how we met? A pair of hucksters trying to rob each other. Back in 78 or thereabouts. You have to love yourself a fire. It's one of the blessings. Sure, we can have fire. And we can have the knowledge of fire. But with that comes the knowledge of everything. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a robbery. Sons of Dutch. Makes us brothers. Sometimes, brothers make mistakes. You will never change. I know that. 
all of you venerate savagery. And you will die savagely. I mean, this game, it is interesting because the morality system, you know, is a part of it, but it's not as ingrained as some other games, which is good because it makes it so that it's no longer a gimmick and it's just kind of, you know, an aspect of a game that should be there. Pretty much any open world game. And you're you're an outlaw, so you're already not, you know, you're not an angel. And Arthur says that many times. People say you're a good guy and he, he frequently says in the game, I think he says it a few times, you know, like, I'm not a good man, you know. We're not good people. That that's what I mean when I when I say it doesn't push it on you. But at the same time, they don't believe in killing innocents, like as a gang anyway. They have a few a few morals, you know. Well, that's why it's not Micah. illegal to kill someone. But from... you can be a remorseless killer as Arthur if you want. Right. It, I'm they staring even... at Micah, just like. Oh, dude, fuck Micah, yeah. dude. <laughs> fuck Micah. <laughs> fuck it. Okay. Alrighty. I haven't finished. I haven't finished the game. Like the whole story is like. Does Micah betray the gang? I don't know. Dude, it's so obvious. Actually, we'll be up front. We didn't beat the game. There's so much fucking game to play. There's so much. I mean, we logged... I mean, Andrew, you said you logged like 40 or 50 hours, right? Yeah, and uh, to be fair, like 15 of those hours was paying off bounties I did from doing random shooting sprees. <laughs> did you, did okay. you story rush? Like, did you mostly focus on story, or was it... Did oh, you do a lot uh, of everything? I, I I did I really focused on the story after I finally paid off my initial bounty when I tried to kill everyone when I got to Valentine. So you would say would you say forty, fifty hours is a normal average time for playing this game, or would you say that's a quick time? Uh I think the story's supposed to be like fifty five hours. Okay, there you okay. go. So you did it quicker or at average speed than no, normal. No, so. You, so no, you don't understand. He lugged forty, fifty hours and, and he's, I he's only on chapter four. Oh, so you only on chapter four. Oh, so there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Same as me. So, I thought he finished it, so there we go. I remember so that because like that's where I'm at, too. Chapter four. <laughs> Golly. Like, and apparently there's eight chapters. So. I, I didn't even look it up, dude. But yeah, I've, I kind of feel like I'm reaching what may be the halfway point of the game. I'm also at chapter four. And I've probably logged about as many hours as you have. I don't know. Maybe right. less. I, I did kind of try to stick to the story for the most part. But the story itself has a free roam quality even, you know? Yeah. I love joining up with Lenny whenever I can. I fucking I love, love Lenny, and, and that that whole uh, that whole segment with Arthur and Lenny in, in the bar. <laughs> ah, that's great. And if you've ever been that, that drunk, that's what it's fucking like. This <laughs> is just like, oh man. And then <laughs> I love I love when it just wakes up and you and you look down, seeing yourself pissing on the floor. Yes. Uh, wait, no, on the wall of a building. All right. But see, there's another way that that chapter can go, and I failed. I got caught by law enforcement at the end, but you can actually escape the, escape oh, yeah, the cops. Oh, yeah, that's how I initially got got my bounty started, actually. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that bounty that I spent multiple hours trying to pay off, it started <laughs> with me just starting shooting back. <laughs> like, was it, was it then? Were you even able to shoot back? Or was it like, I don't know, but I feel <laughs> like it was connected somehow. Yeah, no, and... Yeah, I like the way that the missions are presented in this game. Even those, those relevant to the story feel like 
their side missions in a lot of ways, which is good because it means that this this game is well-rounded and spends enough time developing all of its characters through those missions. And what I really do enjoy about this game is how much it takes its time with things. You know, because we have this conception in modern gaming where, or gaming in general, actually, where ever since the beginning that realism would kill the fun and that you have to balance and you have to sacrifice realism for gameplay because, you know, real life is boring. And this game spits in the face of all of that because this game is hyper-realistic as fuck. And yet it balances that with fun and it's got it's got this quality to it. It's got it's very, very slowly paced, but you just have to embrace it. I'm not gonna say it's for everyone, but I definitely think that everyone should give it a shot. And I wanna say that you have to embrace the the slow pacing, you know, and, and take it in and absorb the story. It's like going for a lovely ride in a train. Exactly. Like if you've ever gone on one of those classic trains. It's like that where you're you're just immersed in the environment and you're going on and it, it's it's fantastic in that aspect. Uh, the presentation's nice. I was uh, for the mo- majority of the time for reasons. Uh, I was playing on a seven seven twenty p screen, uh-huh. as opposed to a full HD, which was a bit upsetting, but it still looked great regardless. It's just it, the atmosphere, right? They, they got that right. It, you can tell that that the window dressing has substance to it. Yes. So at all times, I mean, the graphics are, are gorgeous and I mean, really you can tell that, you know, rockstar really spent their time with this. I think my only complaint as far as the gameplay goes is that the, the, the control scheme in some ways, I really, in particular, I don't like the way and grand theft auto does this shit too, where you have to mash X to sprint it's kind of weird. <laughs> it is a weird setup. I noticed that I couldn't. I had trouble getting used to it, mainly because, oh God, I had so much trouble getting used to this game in general because I was playing Uncharted recently before, and I had so much trouble getting through it because it was feeling like a similar game and it felt like a similar character and play style. So something about it, I just I couldn't get rid of the stupid R one okay. to reload and circle to to what was it melee, and it's the other way around. In in what's it called? No, no, it's it's and an, uh it's R one to reload. And circle to crouch. To crouch, that's it, crouch. In, in Uncharted, and it's the opposite in Red Dead. It's R1 to, to crouch and like take cover, I mean, when I, when I say that. And, and it's circle to reload. And it's so hard to get used to that <laughs> when I just played Uncharted. But unfortunately, that was a problem. But after I got past that, the controls were a little difficult to get used to. But I, but I, I didn't have too much, too much trouble, I guess. But I always have trouble because I play so many games. So I can't ever get used to controls. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel you. I, I, I did find myself sometimes doing the wrong thing because the c- controls are confusing. I, I don't usually do that, but <laughs> this game definitely has unique controls. I'll put it that way. But yeah, Red Dead is definitely a masterpiece. I think it was, you know, it, one of those games last year, along with Spider-Man, along with uh, a lot of people say God of War, and that's an upcoming episode, but we've yet to play it. That the we're all contenders for game of the year. Uh, because, you know, this this game... I mean, the quality is just, it's too much to ignore. Even if it's not your cup of tea, you have to acknowledge the the beauty of it, I think. You so know? wait, when did this game come out? Last year, 2018. 2018? What time What what time in 2018? Oh, I don't know. So was it near the end of the year? Uh, Wait, what? So it was it game was, of the it year? Was, is that it, what you're saying? It was one of the contenders for it. I, 
Uh, you don't think it actually did? So yeah. this year, well, what do you? I thought think it came out in October of 2018. October of 2018. Okay, so it was after Spider Man. Uh-huh. I remember that because everyone was playing Spider Man, and then Red Dead came, and everyone oh, yeah. was playing Red Dead like right afterwards. Uh, God of God of War was actually game of the year. Okay, so what do you think it's gonna be this year? I'm thinking Death Stranding. That's Could what I'm be. thinking. But okay. I don't know, we'll so see. it was October 26th. October 26th. There you go. Fuck yeah, that's research. Fit right in, Andrew. There we go. Hell yeah, there we go. Definitely the gameplay really stands out. And really also the story, you know, the Wild West setting. Uh, something that I don't normally enjoy, but in this case, you know, it really, really interests me and fascinates me. Especially, you know, with the realistic component of it. What, do, what did you guys think about, about the setting and the story? The story felt particularly like it was – it they uh, – took their time it felt like uh if i wanted to if i wanted to compare it to a style it felt it felt very similar to how i felt while watching pulp fiction okay which is really it feels like everything is a setup for something and it's over the top in a strangely believable way okay yeah yeah i see what you mean man all right sort of that quentin tarantino style um Maybe I could like confirm or deny this more if I ever watched The Hateful Eight. Is that the Quentin Tarantino one, right? Yeah. Hateful Eight? Hateful okay. Eight. I, I, I need to watch that. So maybe I'll be able to... Is that the right one? All right. Regardless. So it felt it felt kind of like watching a Quentin Tarantino movie with how it's structured. Yeah. And the Hateful how Eight it's, is by Quentin how it's willing to use the shocking... But it's not it. But whenever something shocking shows up, it actually serves a very good narrative purpose. purpose. Uh, like uh, you, you don't find yourself pissing on the side of a bar without a purpose. Yeah. So a lot of people I've heard and read this game is not like a, a Western, you know, GTA plus Skyrim. Skyrim is the first thing in game that Yeehaw comes Skyrim. to mind. Yeehaw Skyrim. Yeah, Yeehaw Skyrim. So that was kind of the first thing that I thought of when I saw this game because I I put a lot of hours into Skyrim, of course. I know you did. In scale, I would say yes, but in style, no, no. It's uh, you don't. While you do do a lot of, while you do loot the corpses afterwards, you don't like. I don't find myself really collecting, going in places to collect stuff. This is true. Uh, and I don't find myself sort of. With Skyrim, you usually end up uh, pursuing quests to gain more power. Right. Exactly. You don't. You don't you don't really have that with Red Dead Redemption. I see what you're saying. That's a good point. You know, you have a lot of that. I mean, of course, a lot of more mystical aspects. You've got your, you know, your dragons and shit. That's another Well, obviously the tone's going to be different. But. Yeah, tone's going to be different. I mean, that, that's what you get when you go from Western to medieval. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and it really nails the Western feel while still uh, maintaining an, an essence of, of realism. Because, you know, we all know that the cowboy, as we know it, is, is, a, is an urban myth. Um, th- that's the way well, popular culture portrays it, but they're not, they're outlaws. That's what they say. Yeah. They're outlaws. Uh, there's actually a part on uh, the one where you basically, uh, kidnap cattle to sell. Uh, basically th- yeah, they make fun one. of cowboys. They make fun of the cowboys. They called them like, uh, dead brained idiots or whatever. <laughs> they're not cowboys. You know, what's really interesting about the story is that, you know, since Red Dead Redemption 2 is a prequel to Red Dead Redemption 1, um, a lot of the fates of characters you know from the beginning, because John Marston is the protagonist of Red Dead Redemption One, right? 
and he's a prominent character in this game. So, you know, he's going to live. Dutch Vanderlyn um, is actually the, the antagonist of Red Dead Redemption 1, which is really interesting considering the role he plays in Red Dead Redemption 2, right? That's what you were saying, yeah. I, I haven't played Red Dead 1, so I can't tell you that, but... I know that they, like you said, there's a lot of familiar oh faces. Oh my goodness, I didn't know that. I'm so excited to finish the game now. Yeah, and, and that's not even it's a like, spoiler for you. Hell? It's not even a spoiler for you because that was in the first game. <laughs> but what we, the hell? It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. It's like, yeah, so I went in basically just being like, ooh, I'd, I'd probably be your schlub who picks it up because it's a popular game. Right, no, exactly, that, and that's what we did. That's how, that's how yeah. we got it on our podcast. I mean, that really was what it was. It was a random draw of games that are popular games that'll get you know good to talk about. Yeah, actually, it was it was Stephen's suggestion. Was I it believe. really? That one was good to know. And and what's interesting is Stephen was going to be on the podcast. Oh man! But uh, we we didn't end up having him on. But uh, he ended up you know Stephen's Stephen's my longtime best friend. Um, from high school and and he was going to be on the podcast but he ended up having i guess other priorities or whatever but one day we hope to at least have him on as a special guest that'd be fun although we are we are looking to you know add a full-time member to our team because i feel like the, just the two of us you know is not enough collateral cinema we have four so yeah uh, but in any case yeah no, knowing that about dutch really changes the perspective in this game now, I didn't, of course, because I didn't play Red Dead Redemption 1, but I did look it up later, and I was doing some research, you know, especially for the podcast. And, you know, being that that's not technically a spoiler, this was fine. But coming into it at first, like, yeah, like, I, I kind of believed in this guy. And then finding out, you know, soon after that he becomes the villain, like you said, Andrew, it, it makes you a lot more excited because you want to see this downfall that happens. And what's interesting is that even some of the gang members in the game end up becoming antagonists in the next one. Even some of the the more well-mannered ones like Javier Escuela, uh, Bill Williamson, who's eh, kind of somewhere in between. Also, Uncle is, is I think, appears in the next one, but he, he's actually on, on your side. Um, John, of course, is the protagonist. And Arthur is not there, so make of that what you will. There is no Arthur in Red Dead 1. No Arthur in Red Dead 1. So, I mean, we, mm -hmm. we probably know that what, what's going to end up happening is kind of what happened at the end of, of Red Dead 1, where the protagonist dies. Right. You know, but in Red Dead One, at the end of the game, when you when you complete it, and I actually do remember this because my friend Steven actually showed me this part uh, a long time ago. Um, when you complete the narrative, John Marston dies at the end, but his son Jack Marston, who's the little kid in this one, takes over. He's he's an, he's an adult. Um, he's I think he's a teenager during the story of Red Dead One. And then at the end of the game, he's an adult, and he pretty much looks like his dad. And so you take over for him in the finale, and then he allows you to continue to free roam, even with John being dead. That's really cool. That's a really cool mechanic. So what I'm thinking is, you know, at, at the end of this game, of course, you play as John. And I believe that that is the case, actually. But um, you play as John at the end when Arthur dies, Interesting. Yeah, I haven't. Well, I don't know. So, I'm excited to see where that goes. <laughs> it's Ooh. this is interesting because usually we don't we we delve into spoilers, but we actually haven't beat the game story because it's just so fucking big. <laughs> well, during the whole game, you're you're going throughout cities and stuff, and there's always something to do. You're you're never not. There's always something you can do. You know what I mean? And you feel there's cutscenes for everything, so you're always doing something. So it feels it really does feel like 
a like a TV show more than a movie because you can't fit all that content into a movie. You know what I mean? There's yeah. so much content. That's what's so great about video games is you get all this content that you can't get out in movies or even TV shows for that matter. supplies well first of all you're gonna stay here and you were gonna get yourself warm now I sent John and Mike scouting out ahead Arthur and I we're gonna ride out see if we can find one of them this just for a short bit and I don't see what other choice we have listen listen to me all of you for a moment now we've had well, a bad couple of days. I loved Davy, Jenny, Sean, Mac. They may be okay. We don't know. But we lost some folks. Now, if I could throw myself in the ground in their stead, I'd do it. Gladly. But we are going to ride out and we are going to find some food. Everybody, we're safe now. There ain't nobody following us through a storm like this one. And by the time they get here, well, we're going to be, we're going to be long gone. We've been through worse than this before. Mr. Pierce. Miss Grimshaw, I need you to turn this place into a camp. We may be here for a few days. Now, all of you, all of you, get yourselves warm. Stay strong. Stay with me. We ain't done yet. Come on, Arthur. All right. We've got some work to do. We ain't run into them yet, so they both must have headed down the hill. Sure. Hey, I ain't had time to ask. What really went down back there on that boat? We missed you. That's what happened. Come on. Oh. Hey, you need horses? Oh, yeah. Hey, Mr. Smith, get yourself indoors. You need to rest that hand. I'll live. Get indoors, son. Uh, we need you strong. There's an additional element to it in the sense that you can uh, explore things in between those those important moments. And even this game, in a way, has, like we've said in ev- pretty much every previous episode, <laughs> you know, since Last of Us, you know, this game has a very uh, cinematic quality. 
in the narrative, especially in that in, in the way that it presents that video games can tell a story in some ways better than a movie because there's all these um, and I think I was going to mention this earlier, but you know we went off the rails a little. Um, there's all these like hidden moments in the game where if you stick around and you and you take your time and you embrace the pacing after uh, you win a member of the gang back and like rescue them and bring them home, you know there's like a party going afterwards and you can stay awake and interact with the members and unlo- uncover more of the story than there is if you skip that part. See, there you go. Like uh. we're always gonna talk about like how how video games they they are like better than movies in, in, in a way. You know, we're always gonna believe that. So we, that's always gonna come back up. You know, you, you say that we talk about it a bunch, but it's because there's always a cinematic quality that's that's there, especially in these newer games. I mean, Red Dead, uh, Uncharted. Uh, what was the other one? The Last of Us. Us. You know, Spider Man. Spider Man. All of them. That, all that's have how cinematic it is. qualities, and they all do. Yeah, exactly. I really feel that these type of games justify the existence of AAA studios. Yeah. Uh, in in a world where battle, Battlefield Battlefield doesn't need to exist. Uh, wait, uh, Battlefront Battlefront. Ah, uh, Battlefront. Yes. Uh, the the problems with Battlefront Two it doesn't need to exist that way. You could do that with a smaller studio that it wouldn't be indie. It would be considered double A. But you can do something on a lot smaller scale to create something that is that would effectively be just as good. But these ones, these really show the strength of having these titans of industry around. Right. And there's a lot to this story and stuff going on. And I'll explain this more, actually, when we talk about it in Death Stranding. But in this game, I always there's, – there's a survival aspect that you have to worry about, of course, you know. Just like any other survival game, and so you you have this cinematic quality throughout the entire time you're 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 doing your normal survival deeds. You know you you have to go kill an animal. You shoot you have to go shoot that deer. You have to go skin it. You have to go bring it back to your camp. The guy has to cook it for you. You know what I mean? Like it's a whole process, and you have to go through it to get all that done. So if you want to have I food killed. hunger, there's there's a, that whole, a whole new survival aspect. Like I said, I'll explain more with Death Stranding, but it's really cool. I've killed more of my horses than like a local Taco Bell is just like I, I was <laughs> oh, not noticed no. from, at staying away from the cliffs. Oh, I because like, I'm used to because I, I I came in from Skyrim of the uh, from the oh if you slide down it's fine and that type of it since it's much more real you can't be as loosey goosey with the stuff and you actually have to pay attention when you're traveling and stuff. And it took me a little while to get that. That's why like the first few hours of me playing was me getting adjusted to the fact of, Oh wait, I actually have to pay attention in the overworld because interesting things are going on. Interesting things that I need to react to. I can't just do what I do in Skyrim and just sort of like be listening, listening to some sort of, video somewhere else while I'm traveling to the next dungeon, then I'll pause the video going and enjoy the dungeon. Okay, bro. Play Death Stranding. Then you'll really understand. <laughs> you'll understand <laughs> that completely. Dakota's, so. Dakota's like obsessed with Death Stranding right now, which is well... Absolutely understandable. Yeah. But but yeah, dude, this, this game... I mean, it, it's like we've said so many times. There's... There's so much depth here. They spent so much time, and and it's no wonder, you know, the last Red Dead Redemption game was last era. Uh, same thing with The Last of Us. These long times, you know, and Zelda, Nintendo does the same thing with Zelda games. Really improve the quality of the game. Um, 
you know, if, if you just spend your time, you don't have to churn titles out once a year. Look what happened to Assassin's Creed. Went from, you know, a respectable franchise to, you know, kind of becoming a meme of itself because of, you know, releases like Unity, which was a great game, but in my opinion, I mean, I enjoyed it. But, you know, it was it was just bugged upon hell. and It was obviously rushed. But it, it, it's the pressures of the publishers, usually, more so than the developers. Uh, Are and, you and trying deadlines. to suggest... Are you trying to suggest that the latest Call of Battle Watch is not the best it could be? <laughs> <laughs> Battle Watch Fork Knife. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, but Assassin's Creed did manage to kind of um, bring itself back up. Syndicate uh, was great. It's, it's reputation. Syndicate was kind of overlooked, I think. But it Syndicate was like what Unity should have been. I think. In a lot I was of so eyes. on board with the trailer. I saw the trailer and I was like, "That's that's the that's what I want a game to be: leading a gang." Of that type of stuff. It's I never actually picked it up. I, I, I never actually got the chance to play it because I was like moving on at that point. Of course, we can't uh, pass up Origins. That's the that's the newest one. Right? Or Odyssey. Origins and Odyssey, Odyssey are yeah. actually what brought the game back to reputation. You're right. Origins was, was they, they spent another year in development, so that additional year helped. <laughs> Two years instead of one yearly release. And then they completely went back to basics. And it benefited the series greatly because a lot of people felt it was getting stale. Anyway, I bring this up because when you spend more time on something, the product is better. And, and, and publishers need to realize that and stop putting these deadlines on developers because look at AAA releases. You know, Rockstar can, can produce a game every few years and be okay. And they've got a couple IPs going at the same time. So they can even alternate. Same thing with Naughty Dog. They can wait between releases and they can have... Teams solely focused on that. Nintendo does the same thing and have years in between. And it's okay. You, you'll you make enough money off of how great those games are. And you know, and then, like I said before, you've got the games in between from your other IPs. But but it, it really works. What is IP? Independent project? Intellectual property. Intellectual property. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But here's the one thing that I want to say about Rockstar is I'm still wondering when they're going to release another table tennis game. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, that was like top notch. They did Max Payne, right? I th- no, I think so. I just pulled it up a minute ago. Wasn't, um, that, wasn't that Naughty Dog? No. That was not Naughty Dog. And Rockstar also It was Rockstar. Is yeah. also is the both the publisher and the studio. They work together really well. Rockstar website. Because Rockstar Rockstar Studio, the developer is a subsidiary of Rockstar Games. So it's all one company. Nintendo does the same thing. And this works because you don't have those pressures. You don't have the the publishers for enforcing these deadlines on, on, on a development studio that they hired. You have an, an internal team that's working together. Uh, and they know what they're doing. Dude, shit, with the, pub- the, the deadlines and everything. I mean, look at that movie. What was it? Uh... A Sonic, the Sonic movie. You know what I mean? They listen to the, the the fans, the audience. They listen to the crowd. They almost send it out because, you know, publishers gave a deadline, oh, I guess. Oh, that should have been in Collateral Gaming News. There we go. That should have been. They finally released a new trailer for the Sonic movie showing off the redesigned Sonic character. What do you think? And it looks a hell of a lot better. I mean, people... Honestly, I didn't think the original was that bad, but now when I see them side by side, now I understand why this was the better way to go. But... Wait, you didn't think the original was that bad? I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like the worst. Like everyone was saying, it was I was like, it's a kids movie. It doesn't really matter. But eyes are too but small. I I was really no, glad to hear that is, they were gonna. That was, they, go ahead. 
it it looked it looked disturbing. Like it did was the disturbing. problem. I've, it does it now. Was, now when I look at it, <laughs> it was so it was so like firmly situated in the uncanny valley that you can't. It was just not. Yeah, they they had to go back to the anime based character design on that. You know, they just had yeah. to do that. That's what the fans wanted. And yeah. Where they're getting a lot of good press now because they they listen they listen they listen to the fans. But you know, uh, I'm 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 usually kind of a skeptic here. I'm not the kind of person that that gets into conspiracy theories. But you know, part of me wonders if maybe this all just wasn't a marketing ploy. What if what if the the original you know initial design was intentionally bad so it would it would generate buzz because hey. even bad press is good press. No, you're and not then wrong. a positive response, gold. Gold, absolute gold. You're right. No, this did this did great wonders for them. I mean, now that they screwed up, because now there's like hype. Okay, wait a second. But the problem is, is they had to know if, if what they remade was going to be good enough. Some people are looking at this and they're like, "What the hell were they thinking? Who who thought that was a, a good design?" And you know, like I said, I didn't think it was that bad. But in retrospect, now when I compare it against the the design that they went with, which is basically the original design, basically the original design. Um, exactly. You know, or at least as far as I can, they think the modern Sonic character goes. Because I think some of the games now have, and it's weird, they have a separate characters, classic Sonic and modern Sonic. Right. <laughs> like, like, like interacting, it's kind of weird. Sonic Generations was a trip. <laughs> I played that game. It was fun. You know what? Sonic is taking itself too seriously now. That's I think you know, I think that's why I always thought I always preferred Mario because Mario like knows it's a kid's game, but like Sonic is almost getting it's getting to like cringy territory. Like I watched this cutscene where like he like falls in love with this like human looking girl. Oh, you're you're talking about Sonic 06. And, and it, yeah, and I was just yeah, like, Sonic "What?" The cool kid, the cool kid. He's Bugs Bunny. Hey, hey, All hey! Right. Uh, Sammy loves Sonic fan would hate <laughs> you right now, dude. He would kill you for talking about that. Don't talk about Sonic hey, 06. Like Sonic, like Sonic, like Sonic, like Sonic, like but, Sonic. Freaking fricks! But you want to know what I wanted? What I really, what really. There you go. Actions. Thank you for understanding. Oh my god. This is something for the old school fans. What I want to know is in the new movie, are they going to have Jaleel White do Sonic's voice? Because they have to have Jaleel White do it. Like, I mean, seriously, he is Sonic, just like he is also Urkel. <laughs> oh, guys, we're going way off on topic. Here. Does yeah, it no, no kidding. Does, does it matter? <laughs> I could talk about Sonic all fucking day. Sonic. I don't know that, that that just that whole like serious thing and and the, the Sonic Forces trailer too. I remember just watching that. Everybody thought it was like great, and I was like, "Why is it taking itself so seriously like an action movie? Like Sonic, you're a kids game." But <laughs> anyway, the, the the movie looks promising. Hey, podcast! It's a podcast right there. Let's do it, Sonic. When it comes out in like the, the movie, like the movie. yes, dude, let's do it, dude. I'm down. Because hey, if it's dude. shitty, we could bash it if we need to. I am fucking. I don't down. care what it is. I'm willing to talk about it, dude. Right after it comes out, let's do a. Could be a collaboration special. It could be a collaboration special. Hey, hey, right. hey, there we go. There we go. Oh, Possibly. You could have all your special guests show up. Making <laughs> there you go. <laughs> when I say collaboration special between Collateral Cinema and Collateral Gaming, yeah. that would be cool. Um. Oh, oh, is that your way of saying you don't want me there? Oh no, 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 no. You, you can, you, you can come. <laughs> that was just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, dude, I'm I'm stoned, okay, all right, and mildly autistic, so I'm just dumb. <laughs> oh my god, uh, that, that probably came off bad when I said mildly autistic, like I was making fun of autistic people. But you have to understand, I I am autistic. 
It's like being black and being able to say the N word. It's the same thing. Oh my. <laughs> I have Asperger's, so I can I can say that. Is that how? Is that what we're equating? I can joke about it. We're equating that with really. You're gonna get <laughs> jumped. <laughs> Seriously. You're gonna get jumped. Okay, boomer. Okay, okay boomer. Hey, no, hey, what do they I say that? am millennial. I will let you. I will have you know. Older millennial. So. Okay, boomer. <laughs> okay, hey, just say okay boomer to everything dude that's all you gotta, okay, that's all you gotta do that's all you gotta okay, do boomer. Well, oh, okay zoomer oh man oh you and dakota y'all are y'all are the zoomers of this group yeah we're the millennials we're the millennials barely i'm like the last millennial like i'm a, I'm like the last wave of them mm-hmm. you I'm know the, but I'm I, the, I still got the man bun and beard so i'm, I'm in the i'm in the first part of the generation dude, 1982 Dude, so. I'm not gonna lie, y'all dude. Are millennials, you have depression. I'm a Gen Zer. I have anxiety. <laughs> hey, so I guess uh, some way we meet halfway, huh? Okay, and I have social anxiety on top of that, so I, I have depression and anxiety. Yeah. See, I'm one of those people who agree with the idea of this. There's a little part of our childhood in which we've created a, a, a certain generation created in between Z and millennials, and I think that's where both Andrew and I lie. And we, we got a really screwed up childhood. Oh, okay, no, don't subcategorize yourself. We're, we're subcategorizing <laughs> ourselves. We get to be minorities. Yeah, they're, they're already trying to subcategorize. <laughs> they're already trying to subcategorize <laughs> the older millennials now, like the we fucking oh, the Oregon Trail generation or whatever. I can't believe that. That's but, all bullshit. I, that, that was the point of my joke. It's all bullshit. I think this subcategory of uh, of Gen Z millennial ish. Thing should be called the Hannah Montana generation. Honestly, though, because we did grow up on Hannah Montana. You're absolutely right. There we like, go. I had I had two sisters and and up and an autistic brother, and so he voted for Sesame Street. See, right? but well, we my still sisters voted things. for Disney Channel. Right. See, oh, my, wow. my sisters voted for Disney Channel. There we go. And then it didn't matter what I voted for, so we just kept watching Disney Channel. We never got to watch Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network. That's always how it was. Nick at night, I watched George. What was his name? George. George Lopez. There we go. That's what I would always watch. That was such a good show. <laughs> why, are you, why are you crying? Yeah, there you go. Oh, there's a bunch Shoot. of good things I used to watch, man. I mean, of course, Hannah Montana. I, I did that. What was watch? That's so Raven. That wasn't too old for me. That's the Raven. That. She's, she's uh, Raven. Raven's back Corey on in the house. Corey in the house. Anime. That's what it's about, man. The best anime. The best like anime. Corey all, in the house. Man. All I gotta say is I remember back in the day when Clarissa explains it all was on Nickelodeon. Oh my lord. Oh, okay, man. And, and and salute your shorts. <laughs> uh, my <laughs> like fucking a monkey. Oh, that's a great show, guys. My gym partner is a monkey, 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 monkey. Off the rail, like. Like the train that the Vanderlyn gang tried to bomb, like the uh, like the story of this game is set. Like you're talking right now, your train wreck of a talk. That's going yeah, what on right the now. what the fuck was that, dude? Okay, that's gonna be edited out. So I mean, I know we're uncivilized, but that Segway man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Do you like it? You like it? <laughs> that Segway. Train, oh, ride it on a Segway, oh, ride it on a Segway, Subway. Uh, uh, hey, I'm the what? dad here. I'm supposed to be making the dad jokes. So. <laughs> um, I got a little bit of a delay, so I feel like I'm interrupting you guys a lot. It's oh. okay. We, we no, cross talk anyway. Good, we're, we're shitty podcasters. We cross talk all the time. Yeah, we cross talk uh, all the time. <laughs> Seriously, we're, we're trying to work on it, but um, we do it for the fans. <laughs> for the exactly, that's what they want. Okay. They want to listen to our voices. It's not enough for them to listen to our voices individually. There you go. Yeah. They have to hear all of us at the same in time. In unison. Perfect. Yeah, they're all Harmony. depressed on the inside and they need the sensory overload. There you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
Should have stayed out of all of this. Bit late for that, ain't it? Come on, let's get this done. John, you sure you're okay? Like I said, I'm fine. Follow my lead. Both these redneck families think they can ruin us? I don't think so. There they are. Who steals a goddamn boy? I'm gonna let fly at those sons of bitches! John, I need you to stay calm. Get down here now! You inbred trash! Easy, John. We've come for the boy. You must have known we would. Shouldn't have messed with our business now, should you? Whatever complaint you have with us, alleged or otherwise, that is a young boy. That is not the way you do things. Hand him over. Get the hell off our land. ain't gonna be civilized about this.
Roberts! Where's the boy? We have lived in this house for 120 years. We never had no problems except for Where Yankees. is the boy? Who took him? You killed my son! Oh, and I will surely kill the rest of them unless you start talking. Oh, I know your time. Common scum. Where is the boy? You filth. All right, we get her out of here. What about them? Now let's get this hag outside. Any more of her sons to deal with? No, reckon they're all dead. That's right. Burn this dog to the ground. You boys sure Jack ain't in here. We searched everywhere, Dutch. You got that one, Arthur? I guess that's the end of the goddamn cribbage game. Come here. <laughs> I never liked you. Why'd you take the boy, Mrs. Braithwaite? You stole Boys my Boys are off liquor. limits. You stole my horses. Ain't no rules in war, mister. Matthews. Yes, yes, that's it. Where's the boy? My sons gave him to Angelo Bronte. So my guess is Saint-Denis. Either there... We're on my boat to Italy. Let's go. Arthur, come on. What are we doing with her? Leave her. I told you she was crazy. But yeah, Red, Red Dead Redemption Two um, is exists itself pretty firmly in its own universe. Uh, Red Dead, the Red Dead series, has actually kind of got an interesting history. Actually, I said actually twice. It's very <laughs> unprofessional. Um, okay, did I mention I'm high? All right. So, man, not only was that redundant, that was redundant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that's an oxymoron. Like, no, so it's not. Red Dead Revolver was the very first game in the series. Oh, now, yes, I was looking at that on Rockstar website. It's it's more of a Red Dead Redemption was more of a spiritual successor than a sequel to Red Dead Revolver. In fact, supposedly Red Dead Revolver exists in a separate universe, although it, it is mentioned as a fable in I, I think one of the games. But anyway, Red Dead Revolver um, originally came out on the the PS2, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a very different game, but it did introduce, you know, like the Deadeye system. And uh, it was a very linear game from what I've seen. I, I looked up some, you know, some uh, clips online. 
but it, it kind of exists as its own thing. Red Dead Redemption afterwards um, was a much buzzed about game back when it came out too. I, I remember um, just uh, one of the first games that came around around that time that really kind of pioneered the the open world movement that was going on. Now it's not obviously open world games have been a thing since you know the beginning of gaming, but we all know that there was this this wave uh, recently. And re- the original Red Dead Redemption 1 was right at the forefront of that. Uh, one of the games that showed that having a, you know, a fully explorable free roam world, but still having a, a linear story to, to follow through in that world uh, was an option. And it, it really showed, like in this way that this game, Red Dead Redemption 2, really emphasizes that realism can be fun in a game. Red Dead Redemption 1 emphasizes that uh, an open, you know, a free roam world can be can be fun. And I haven't even played it, but just from what I've seen. So what do you think about the DLC, the expansion, the Undead Nightmare? What do you think about that? I have seen a little bit of that. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption. I haven't untouched it. Really? It, Interesting. It, for no, Red, t- Red Dead Redemption 1. It. That's for one. Well, it's funny because it's got the picture for two. It's oh, it's for, for one. one? Oh, it's, no, it's for one, yeah. I've seen uh, people play it, and I've played a little bit of it before. Um, I remember the ghost horses. I know there's yeah. ghost horses, which are pretty cool. The, the, the skeleton horses. Yeah, I think there's zombies everywhere. And yeah, Undead Nightmare is really cool. It, it's basically, uh, it's like another, it's its own universe of a uh, reversion of, you know, part of the story of Red Dead Redemption 2 where there's zombies. There you go. You gotta um, add zombies to everything. Or Red Dead Redemption 1, I'm sorry. In that same way, Red Dead Redemption's biggest, like, DLC, which is its own st- standalone DLC, actually. Even though it's on the same software, it, it it exists as its own game the same way that Grand Theft Auto Online exists as its own game from Grand Theft Auto is Red Dead Online, which was released after the release of Red Dead Redemption 2. I haven't gotten my hands on it yet because I'm not actually paying for PlayStation Plus right now because I just bought a house. Guys, give me a break. Um, <laughs> and I'm not really an online gamer anyway. But wow. uh, yeah, Red, Red Dead uh, uh Online allows you to create your own character, and I, I think it's the same map. And Red Dead Redemption 2 borrows parts of the map from 1, but shows an earlier version, a more... Um, actually, I should say less civilized version, because civilization is come bringing its way in. Right. More natural anyway. environment. Less less buildings, less places, more natural. Yeah, and, and Red, Red Dead Online um, exists in the, same, in the same world as Red Dead 2, I believe. And I'm not sure where it fits canonically or if it fits canonically. I don't think it's supposed to. I think, I mean, is every character James Marsden? I mean, not sorry, uh, Arthur Morgan? No, 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 Red Dead Online. Red Dead Online, you create your own character. Oh, you create your own character, okay, so you explain that. So, yeah, does it really exist canonically? How does that work? I don't know. I've tr- tried to find some resources on it, but I, I couldn't, you know, figure out uh, if it's actually canon. But in any case, you brought up a good point. We haven't talked about Arthur. Uh, I haven't talked about Arthur. What did you guys think about the character of Arthur Morgan, uh, the protagonist of the story? He's an interesting character. He's got so much to him. There's a lot of flaws, clear flaws, straight from the beginning, you know. He's an outlaw at heart, and you know it. But he's got his gang, and he he believes in respect, and he has his own integrity, his own moral system, you know. And it may not be good. He may be a little corrupt, but he's got some sort of moral system, some kind of code, because like you said, he doesn't kill innocent people. Things like that don't happen. And Obviously, you can do more evil things, but that's not going to happen as much, especially if you follow the game like you're supposed to. And he's strangely progressive for his time. Strangely. Oh, yeah. He's uh, yeah. vehemently against the idea of racism. 
Um, uh, same sex. Which is really interesting. Or the homosexual. He doesn't care about that either. He doesn't care about that. Like, he accepts... Like, Micah is an unlikable character from the beginning because, you know, he's racist as hell. And Arthur exists as a character that you have realized, despite his time, you know, is not a product of his time and, and kind of accepts the idea because he rides along. He's an outlaw. He rides along people of, of color. And I just really thought that was an interesting aspect of his character. Also, you know, his ideas... Uh, he, he's progressive in other ways, you know, uh, his ideas of uh, suffrage. You know, you, you actually attend uh, and actually drive around a suffrage parade in the game, um, w- women's suffrage. And and it's actually an awesome moment. But what I like is Arthur's response later in St. Denis to a voter is, if you're dumb enough to vote, then you should you should, you should should be able to. That That's his take on it. <laughs> if you're dumb oh, enough to vote... My favorite thing about that was he was he was driving the suffrage wagon and basic basically complaining about their screaming. Yeah, at <laughs> the same like... time, and that and that's perfect for for the attitude it, it, of just this is. The, I feel like the, Arthur has the strongest characterization you could have while maintaining perfect agency for a playable character. There's never a moment where I felt like I made a call in gameplay that Arthur wouldn't make, no matter what I chose. Yeah, right? I could I could see killing a guy in a robbery gone wrong, but I could also see choosing to spare them and running. That's a good point. One thing I have heard though is that Arthur's demeanor does change a little bit based on player choice. It's subtle, but he's a little more aggressive if he's more on the evil side. Uh, I've heard, but I've only played like you know the the good. W- See, yeah, in the beginning a lot he's very oh, ambiguous. Sorry, but he does it's not good and evil. It's it's honorable and dishonorable. There you go. That's You're an outlaw. Point. It's yeah. either honorable yeah. or dishonorable. So and it's clear that he's an outlaw from the beginning. You drag someone on a horse. I mean, you you know you do crazy stuff. Well, you go like you don't drag them. You ca- you knock them out and you carry them on the back of the horse, tie them up. You know what I mean? That's like you know one of the first few scenes in the game. And so, you know, and you talk to him and he's like, you know, shut up, you know, you stop talking. So he's, he's rude and he has this corrupt sense of character, but he's still morally good. <laughs> I that love works. beating the shit out of bounties I'm collecting. There you go. Yes. I, I love when it's justified and it's not like you're just being mean. Like when you're beating the shit out of someone, the only thing that breaks my heart and, and you can see some of, some of Arthur's morality when it comes to this too, is the scene in the scenes where, Strauss sends him, you know, Strauss the loan shark sends him on, on a on, on missions to, you know, pay loans, pay, pay up, pay up. Yeah, their loans they owe him. Yeah, especially with Thomas Downs, who ends up, um, you know, making him. I'm gonna spoil it for you guys because we have to spoil it for the audience because we got to discuss the game as a whole. But ends up giving Arthur tuberculosis. There you go. Um, which, which you know, ultimately leads to his downfall. So. Yeah, that's one of like the story missions in the game. And but in, in, anyway, what what I really well, enjoyed... wait a second, wait a second. I think we might have just discovered some branching story, because as far as I was aware, I I delayed the Thomas Downs thing, yeah. and uh, and as far as I'm aware, I never got tuberculosis. He died before I even got to him. Really? Yeah, I had to beat up his wife. Whoa! What? <laughs> Damn. So, See, this game has some so, really interesting story aspects. That's, that's interesting. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I you, had to you come beat back. up the son while the wife watched an horror. Really? Yes. Wow. Well, I know, I, from what I understand, that does end up, that is supposed to be uh, a key element later. But So I'm wondering how the branching storyline, if there is one like you're saying, would handle that. But, but, um, but 
There is a bunch of other ways Arthur could have gotten sick in my thing. For instance, I got I got dragged by uh, by the O'Driscoll gang, and I had to cauterize the wound with gunpowder. Oh, I remember that moment. Not, One of the coolest parts in the game. That's not very healthy for you. You can get sick from that. There's a lot of different ways you could have gotten sick. So I can feel I can see how there could be like branching storylines that can explain how you get different things. Yeah, and I think he mentions in, in his journal entry in the end, which you know I, I kind of read. Um, he says, you know, I don't know if it was the, I, I don't know if it was the, uh, I don't know if it yeah. was the, I don't know, if it boy, was, boy, um, yeah, boy. I, I don't know if it was the uh, getting kicked out too, off too many times, get you know off, off of my horse, you know. Say something like that. So he doesn't really know, but in the end, he knows he got it and he's screwed. And he mentions, if, yeah, he mentions several things. I don't know if it was getting sick from that feller, you know, Thomas Downs, etc. And so, like, he Wait, lists that's multiple it. possibilities. That's perfect. So that's where all the branching storylines come in. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. That's a good way of tying all that in because he doesn't really know, but there's many ways it could have happened. Right. So but, let's think about this from a narrative structure. So the entire theme of Red Dead Redemption 2 is Arthur's a man out of time. The world is civilizing, and there's no room for him. Right, and that, that's what and, they're fighting the whole time, yeah. Go ahead. And as he ends, if from what, I, from what I can glean from how you're talking about the end, he gets sick and dies, right? Yeah. And his reflection over that seems to be, I've done this for too long, the world isn't, there's no space in the world left for me. I've done this too much to exist in this world. I need to go. Thematically. Wow. Seems like, seems like something yeah. he, would, he would do because that's very much his character. Yeah. Right? And resigning to death and accepting the fact that the world's no longer for him. But what I like about Arthur, and I was, I was trying to build up to this, but we just, you know, we went off on a tangent again, um, which is great. Don't get me wrong, guys. This is fantastic. I love this discussion. Um, what I'm saying, though, is that, uh, you know, w w one thing that I noticed kind of and kind of shows you his morality is that Arthur hates going out to beat up these people, regardless oh, yeah. of what your morality is. He feels like it's, it's amoral because Arthur... Arthur can kill people. And I think he mentions this, you know, in one part of the game, like I don't mind killing someone, but this, like this, I can't do, which is like beat up these like innocent, you know, families that got a loan and, and can't, couldn't pay it back. And on one hand, it's like, okay, yeah, you borrowed something. You have to pay it back. But these people literally took what they believed was their only option. And, you're forcing had, them into submission with it. They, they, it's like the student loan system, you know, it's terrible. Yeah. You know, or the loan system in general. Like, it's it's definitely a trap, you know, for, for the impoverished. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, we don't want to get, like, political, I guess. But, but you know, yeah, I think that that's, that's very poignant. That, you know, for Arthur, that's crossing the line. Bottom line is loans aren't good, and you should blame it on the political party you disagree with. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. That sounds like real politics right there. Okay. America. That's America. enough said. Boy. Boy. Everyone. Everyone do it with me. Boy. 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 Careful. Boy. That, careful. That could be racist in its own right. That, I mean, that's, that's Arthur's That's Arthur's slogan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Boy. H him and, uh, uh, what is it, Kratos from God of War, right? Boy. Boy. Or like they're from Phantasm. Boy. But there you go. I love his, I love his, I love his, you know, his accent. He's like, um, mm -hmm. 
he, he's like, uh, you're all right, boy, as he pets his horse. Oh, yeah. He, he's we're so all, Western. You're all right, boy. With his infamous pronunciation of St. Denis. There you go. <laughs> it, it took it took me a while to get wow. this habit down, but you know what? I always pat my horse before I leave. Always. Go. Dude, I always pat my horse like frequently. Always. Same thing with Breath of yeah. the Wild. Like, I'm constantly. <laughs> Dakota, you too, right? Right. My horse is is a good boy, and he deserves all the pats. I'll, I'll, I'll do a massacre and, and shoot everyone up, but you know, God forbid if I if I forget to pat my horse. Fable. Yeah, yeah. Morality goes Fable. all the way to the red. And Fable's Dude, the same way. There's a bunch of games Fable. that have have your dogs. Your dogs. Yeah, your dog and Fable. There's so many games that have companions that yeah, you feel connected to them because that's like your it's your pet. You can treat your dog I like shit dogs. and scold them. Yes, you can actually. I love dogs so by, much. By the way, speaking of animal treatment, this game isn't necessarily vegan friendly. Oh my god! The, the, just the hunting aspect alone. I mean, the way you like uh, skin the animals. What, what, do, what do you think about that, Bo? I think that it is. And it shows it. It shows the skin coming off. I think it's appropriate for the time period that the game is set in. I mean, they were settlers. There wasn't a whole lot of agriculture going on at the time. I mean, of course, they were going to live off of the hey, land. There we go. Trying, we have a know. level-headed vegan. Yeah. I'm trying but to play off our personalities here. You were supposed to play the <laughs> okay, irritated okay. vegan. Ew, no. We just cannot. We, we cannot allow for killing of animals in any sense. <laughs> But all right, so in like in like defense of sort of like the vegan view and yeah. sort of in defense of the game, uh, I believe if you talk to most vegans, they would be more accepting of the idea of eating meat when it's humans sort of participating in sort of the food chain naturally, as opposed to more factory farming and sort of deforestation and the displacement of people through like uh, more commercialized hunting even. The way hunting is done now, where it's more for sport. Well, see, for a lot God, of vegans and vegetarians, it, we, I know it's a lot different. It's more of a, a, you know, it's animal cruelty. It's that we don't need to survive off of animals. We there are other things we can survive off of. That's how a lot of vegans and vegetarians. Exactly. That, that's that's pretty much my stance on it. But even then, I can see how in a survival situation, you got to do what you got to do. God damn it! Right. We're not right. supposed to seriously talk about veganism, guys. We're supposed to make ah, fun of it. That's the right. point. Oh my god! Bo is our punching bag. No, yes. well, the I thing don't. is, I'm basically a carnivore, and like I, I, I love making fun of vegans. But you know, right now I'm on P in PR mode, where I'm trying to be reasonable about everything. <laughs> so you're just an NPC. <laughs> oh, what? You know what? Sometimes when I'm working at the grocery store, I really feel like all these meth addicts, addicts who come in are just walking up to me and pressing A. It's so funny, dude. We yeah. work at a grocery store too. That with a bunch of yes. fucking meth addicts, we have to deal with. Exactly. Got it. Oh God damn it! Why? What is it with this? I don't understand. It, why? It, it's it's a universal experience, I guess. I guess. Why, so. Lisa? Why? Why? Why, <laughs> why am I the NPC? <laughs> why am yeah. I NPC? There's actually a consp uh, like a theory, like a conspiracy type theory, that like there's a certain amount of souls in the world, and like. Most people are just empty husks because they don't have because there's not enough souls to go around. Hey, so, so where, where did you read that? Dianetics. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah who who who, do, who decides this ratio of souls and how? There you go. It's like it's like some weird thing. It's like whatever. Yeah. Hey, hey you forgot to do our room ding. Ding. There was just a reference. little bit too much acid. A little too I, much. I would imagine so. <laughs> you gotta stay off those hallucinogens, bro. Jesus. Um, so guys, 
final thoughts. Red Dead Redemption 2. I will continue playing the game. Um, I Like I said, I haven't gotten far, but I will spend more time doing this because it's a very... You want to get involved in this game. I, I, I definitely do. You know, I, I it's to. not obviously this isn't, you know, my favorite game of all time. Otherwise, I would be playing it versus other ones. But this is definitely yeah. a really good feel. And I, I would recommend it to other people. You know, it may not be 100 in my cup of tea all the time, but I, I have nothing bad to say about it. it. It's fantastic. Fuck yeah. Um, if What do you think, Andrew? If you are one of those fellows who likes to pick up a game and then play hundreds to thousands of hours of the same game, and you have like a library of 100 games, but you mostly just play five, pick up Red Dead Redemption. It's going to become one of those ones that you that you keep going to for a while. Uh, you might not play it forever, but it's going to keep you busy for at least a year. Fuck yeah, well said. So mm-hmm. much content, man. <laughs> uh, my final thoughts is it's a game. It's a game about cowboys, and your horse's balls actually shriek. So. Hey, Bo, do we ask you for your final thoughts? <laughs> yeah, you're not I, even I, a member I'm of this pro- episode. I'm producing this episode, so I have here. final so, say. Bo, do your job. Produce. Exactly. I, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm producing. This is part of producing oh, yeah. a podcast. <laughs> oh, so the producer only eats produce. I get it. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Oh, <laughs> good the producer one. eats produce. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. He he doesn't find shame in that. There's no shame in that. It's just straight up. Why just, sh- yep, you're right. Why yeah. should I be ashamed of my veganism? Why why even be ashamed of it? Because oh. you don't get pussy. Yeah. Oh, what much. the fuck ever. Yeah. I wasn't getting pussy even when I was eating meat. Hey, you know what? Like that that's that's he is, Go ahead. You he said is it. what he eats. He is what he eats. Oh, what? God damn it. <laughs> At least he's not gay. He doesn't eat meat. Oh man! Uh, and what if? And what if I was? Well, then you're yeah. Uh-huh. Then you're not a vegan. You're yeah. eating meat. I mean that. Yeah. Plain and simple. Oh my god! This is this is going off the rails. We need to close this podcast now. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we have to before oh, we man. Before we cancel. Who cares? Our... We're all canceled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're all canceled. We need to hit up the guys at the country club. They'll, we'll, we'll get them canceled too. Okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> 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 my my uh, my final thoughts on Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, this this game, you know, I, I really think the most poignant thing I can talk about is trying to, um, you know, like, like I said earlier, I hate to use the same word again, but embrace um, the the detail and embrace the pacing because this game is is one that you can soak in. Um, you know, that's why it's so easy to get lost in the world. And that's why you can spend several hours and get almost nowhere because you're, you're, there's so much to do when I say nowhere, you know, you don't progress the story, but you know, it's, it's just so easy. And then there's narrative everywhere you go, even inside missions. Um, and even in just small interactions, um, that you could miss out of the corner of your eye, you know, when you're at, when you're at your camp or, or elsewhere, well, you know, conversations, d- dialogues that it's incredible. The level of detail that's uh, applied to this game, you know, and, and, and the realism, you know, we forgot to mention, you know, things like the hair growth system where, you know, Arthur's hair and his beard naturally grow over time. His hat falls off. You have to go pick it back up. Pick it up. His, but his. You his, always his, want your mustache yeah. one layer thicker than your beard. Though. And you have to shave, shave it. Huh? down you know if it gets too much like really? you don't have to but 
you, you can you can shave your beard. See, I'm the opposite. I, I'm sorry, Andrew. I'm the opposite. My mustache has to be shorter than my beard. I hate the mustache. He's a cowboy. <laughs> though. See, I'm okay with the connect. Like it's fine. But I, you I just, can't grow a beard. I'm sorry. That, you're right, but that's a personal preference. That's just me. <laughs> this motherfucker. I. You know what? I, I worked. Actually, I think I you're right. I think beard. I got it backwards on accident. Because one's like looks thicker than the other, even though. They're supposed to be like the same length. You you can you can cut them at different lengths. You can have mutton chops. I know. Yeah, you I know. Can. But like, oh no, you want the mutton chops gone, man. <laughs> no, nah, you gotta grow those straight out. Just mutton chops. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's like part of part of the Caribbean. You can do nah, it. Nah, my Arthur shoots people with just mutton chops. All there right? you go. Dutch has mutton chops. So well, he's a soul patch. Well, true. We know we know how we know how that ends, right? Don't we? We sure Arthur do. Arthur should have shot him. Don't trust the mutton chops. All right? You know what? Real life advice. <laughs> there you go. Real, talk. real life advice. Hashtag don't trust talk. people with just mutton chops. There you go. Yeah. But, Seriously. But yeah. All they... right? This is directly <laughs> applicable. Right? Generalizations are usually bad, but with mutton chops, it speaks to your character. <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's basic. It's basically a Hitler mustache. Right. It's all. It's who you are. Once yeah, you have mutton chops, that's who you are. Major red flag. But mutton chops and uh, mullets as well. Oh uh, yeah, mullets. Hey, I'll tell you what. Stashes. You, you know who did pull off mutton chops? Wolverine. Oh, of course. Hugh Jackman can pull off mutton chops. The only man I know. Well, he can do anything. I mean, come on. Yeah, he's Hugh Jackman. <laughs> only he thing can he sing. Can, oh, no, he can't sing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on. He, he, he's practically... What, what's his name from Les Miserables? Uh, homeboy, Russell Crowe. He's basically Russell Crowe. Oh, my goodness. You're Russell Crowe, <laughs> bro. Disrespectful. <laughs> oh, whatever. Didn't he do Les Mis? I think he no, was. No, it was... Um, it, it was Russell Crowe and... Hugh Jackman. No, Hugh Jackman I thought, was no, in Russell Crowe. He, no, was, he, he, he was in Les Mis, <laughs> no, no, right? Liam Neeson, right? Liam Neeson was, was in Les Mis. Yeah. No, no. Hugh Jackman was in Les Mis. I know this because uh, we had to watch it for what is uh, that? my English comp. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> That's Uncharted. Yes, it is. Uh, Sorry, hold on one second. Delete it off. One second, Andrew. I muted it. I muted it. It's good. Okay. It's good. I muted it. Right, continue recording from then on then. What? We we just Sorry, had we, had you couldn't hear we just had music <laughs> just come in and lighten our mood. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. All right, you ready? Okay. Where are we at? Oh, we're closing right we're, now. We're, we're, mutton we're chops. Up. Mutton chops. Mutton, mutton chops. Yeah, mutton Ash. Chop. When are you gonna okay. get mutton chops? Mutton chops and a man bun. I'm not doing. That. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. You know what? I tried to be professional today. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I mean, I fit. I I didn't succeed for more than a two minute stretch, but I tried. And you go off and do this with the button chops. I feel distracted. It's an attack at the heart, you know. Oh come on! Right. Were, were we ever professional to begin with? I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. Damn it! Off the, off the fucking rails, guys. Off the fucking rails. But, yeah. but. Well, we want. That's the point. Well, because well, this train this, this is, is Leviticus about... Cornwalls, and we want those bonds, man. Ah, couldn't have done it better. <laughs> Get it off the rails. That go. segue. Uh, it, yeah. made me, it made me come. Oh, what? <laughs> you guys knew segues. We Jesus. need to close this podcast Yeah, now. let's do it now. Um. Okay. So, Collateral Gaming. What's coming up next? Oh, we do have an indie game coming before we do our next numbered episode, and that'll be Town of Salem. That's our Thanksgiving special. Yes, it'll be our Thanksgiving special. A little, a, a little gift. 
fun little thing to talk to about. Little mini episode. Uh, it started out as a uh, um, game on a website on a computer. Even though, like, fuck Thanksgiving, because, you know. Fuck Thanksgiving. No, I'm just kidding. Thanksgiving yeah, yeah Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving's not vegan enough. Not for Bo. Yeah. Well, you know, just because, like, you know, we ended up actually turning back and like murdering all those natives, right? Yeah, I mean that was terrible, right? Yeah. All right, know. screw it's the like, It's kind of like celebrating Columbus Day, like <laughs> you know, it's kinda just kind of like it really isn't bad taste. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna talk about I the know. origin. We're gonna talk about the good times and the being good, being thankful. Uh-huh. There you go. The good times are town of Salem. We'll be doing town of yeah. Salem, and then after that, we will be doing ah, oh, that segue, that segue, <laughs> and then we'll be doing <laughs> Death Stranding. Death Stranding is gonna be a fun game. We're gonna be doing. I'm. Really excited about that, so you'll have a lot, a lot to talk about. We're so, I'm really excited about playing more of it, too. Yes, next numbered episode, so be ready for that. That's coming out next month. We're excited. My birthday will be here. I'll be almost 20. That's our Christmas present It's going to be lit. It's Death Stranding. Well, actually, our Christmas present to you is something else. It's a surprise for our Shh. Christmas episode. But you can't tell nobody. But it, but yeah, so we're, we're actually going to have two episodes in December. Um, we're actually doing pretty well now, guys. We're, we're actually kind of going you know bi-weekly uh, which was my intention we, you know monthly e- numbered episodes but on the bi-weeks we can do like uh, indie movie reviews or bonus episodes or uh make sh- make that the release of commentaries so that that's the plan um but yeah coming forward um super stoked about collateral gaming season two it's it's really been a blast pulling this together and we're so excited to show more of it to you this is only our second episode you know uh, out of our numbered episodes and well andrew you listened to our uh, uncharted review right or episode uh, I yes say. yes that well, i did that in preparation to sort of get a feel for the style uh i regret that i wasn't able to watch more uh but i was a bit uh strained for time and i barely got as far as i did into the games hey, hey so. man i i i don't even have enough time to keep up with my favorite podcast anymore a lot of times but i just have them on cue uh when i go to work you know what i mean it's hard enough to play the games man it's hard enough to <laughs> prepper you know playing the games is, is really really um hard to find time to do as an adult but we do it for y'all we do it because we love it we're having fun doing it um yeah um can i get a plug that's that's a, actually literally what i was about to say but i was kind of like okay. planning in my head i was gonna say it but um yeah andrew man uh do you want to talk about brash binary okay so what we're going to be doing soon is when this goes up we are going to be launching uh our first game from there you're going to be able to go to our website brashbinary.com and they'll bring you there or alternatively you can go to uh brash binary uh dot itch dot io and you can download our game there it is going to be for the first week it's going to be half off on sale so i would suggest that if you want to pick it up at any point that you would pick it up then and then a week later it'll go to full price it's going to be available for one dollar for the first week and then it'll be two dollars afterwards it's a nice uh, arena shooter it's dm apocalypse premise is simple uh, you're you're a woman. You get doxxed, and all those creepy guys from the internet—they're coming after you. So you got to pick up that shotgun, and you got to blow their brains out. <laughs> yes, sir. He was telling me about what? This earlier. Um, that's amazing. You get doxxed, bro. Isn't that so great? It's, it's, like, right. it's, it's like wow. It's like GamerGate Simulator. That's what's so great about this. <laughs> Fuck. All right. And uh, 
And if you are someone who's trying to create in the gaming space or even something like uh, video essays, you can also go to BrashBinary.com and fill out a form to try to join the Brash Binary Network and see what opportunities we can provide for you. Look, yeah. There we go. That's awesome. You know, kind of off on that, I do want to mention a couple things, you know, with Collateral Gaming, I guess, because you mentioned, you know, um, money and you mentioned, um, what was the other thing? Sponsoring Sponsoring, games. Sponsoring, you know, know. sponsoring gamers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yes. And so with with Collateral Gaming, um, you know, we also have our Patreon, um, which. Honestly, you shouldn't subscribe to yet or donate to yet because we don't actually have anything to give you. But we will soon. Um, I'm working on it. I'm just, you know, finding time to do it. I am actively working on on Patreon content, and that's going to be our commentaries. Um, so go check those out. This, this is where we go in on some of the games that we do in the season and maybe some other games. And we just uh, – it's a let's play commentary. So we just sit there, play the game, talk about it while we're doing it. Um, we're releasing it episodically on YouTube, but it, it's it's locked so that you can only access it with the Patreon. Um, now, the first our first commentary is free. Uh, that's Fable Three, but after that, um, starting with our next one, which I'm working on right now, is Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yes, um, that's going to be our first paid, and then the first episode I think of, of each Patreon com- uh, commentary, we're gonna, it's going to be free. Um, Zelda CDI, aren't we going to do that one off that eventually too? Zelda CDI is coming up also. Yeah, that, that's one that I'm on actually. Yeah? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, you, you did a little bit of that with us. Um, yeah. Spider-Man and, uh, and Un- Uncharted is going to be, we're going to do Uncharted actually, A Thief's End. I promise you we're eventually going to do Dress Stranding too. It, it, it's honestly, it, it may come up, we'll see. Later down the road. Last of Us is something we may do later to coincide yeah, with the release of Last of Us 2. Agreed. But anyway, that that's you know a lot to look forward to, guys. That's what's on the books, so I haven't forgot about it. I know a lot of times I'll, I'll make promises and not deliver. I've been doing that bad lately, where I, you know, fucking like, okay, this is our next episode, and then we don't do it. But we're on top of it this season. Everything that we have mentioned would be an episode is going to be at some point. Just stay tuned for it. And then as far as sponsoring goes, if you're an indie game maker, um, th- this is the other point I wanted to make off of what Andrew was saying. If you're an indie g- game maker and uh, you want us to review your game, come uh, come find us. You know, Come, come us talk up. to us. Hit us up on Twitter because we're looking for – that's exactly what we're looking to do. Right now we're kind of doing more of the, I guess, the high-budget indie games, the, the well-aware in, in indie games that kind of start, are sprouting up companies – we we'd like to do some more like local stuff, like with uh, what we're doing on Collateral Cinema with our indie movies. One thing, uh, I mean, Andrew, maybe you know, once you complete what you're working on, we can uh, we can shoot you uh, a review on on an indie game that you're making. Uh, yeah, if I uh, once I release a project that I feel like would be a good fit for it, I would definitely want to release something a bit more narrative based. Okay. Right. So for that, so there'd be a bit more meat to actually review on something like this. All right, you better hurry uh, it up then. Make that game. Upcoming so, collab, guys. There you go. Sometime. <laughs> as far as upcoming collabs, we could always you could always just put me on the Sonic episode. There you go. <laughs> there, there we are. Like right? Oh yeah. You know, maybe you know, maybe not so subtly jam my foot in the door. <laughs> my cat is that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, dude. It's, <laughs> it's been a blast having you on this episode, man. Um, you, you, you definitely fit in with the crowd, and, and I'm really glad that we're we're, we're coming up and we're getting um, more more guest spots on the show. Now, 
I do want to go ahead and give another plug out to our other podcast, Collateral Cinema. I'll let Bo handle that one. That's right. Coming up on Collateral Cinema, we have part two of our First Glance Film Festival mega review. We're going to be reviewing futures such as I Used to Be Normal, the boy band documentary, and also Right Before Your Eyes, which seems to be an interesting movie, and Black Betty, which is like a web series. Yeah, I started well. watching some of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we need to finish watching all of them. Yeah, and we did. Truth. We just did the um, on Collateral Cinema movie podcast. If you're not following the movie podcast, follow the movie podcast. Um, but you probably are because yeah. Collateral Cinema has been in the game a little longer. Y- y'all have got a lot more, a lot of downloads ahead, ahead oh, oh of yeah. Collateral Gaming. Oh, I say y'all, but it's us. Oh, oh, it's and the same. It's the same. It's it's us. We're, our, we're the our, same. Our next numbered episode is going to be the Christian. I go. I don't know if it's a propaganda movie or not, <laughs> but it's the Buttercream Gang, which is quite possibly one of the whitest things that's ever been created. So the best, purest thing that has ever been created. Yeah, well, it, it, it yes. is everything that is that is wonderful about white culture. Oh, it yes. has pure and holy. And well, when good. people say that white, pe- white people have col- no culture, show them this movie because it shows the wonderness of of mayo, may- mayonnaise, buttercreaming hard. Of, of of carrots of Jesus buttercreaming for life, <laughs> buttercream hard Ooh. for God for Trump and for country for MAGA, <laughs> buttercream for MAGA. No, no buttercream for MAGA. <laughs> it, not even here. Is it whiter than a group of white people not being able to go pan- to Panera because half of them have gluten allergies so they don't actually have? <laughs> no, whiter than that. Whiter than <laughs> like whiter r- than rural, that? rural white. That kind of white. Uh. Yeah. Oh fuck! Fuck yeah! Be ready. Like like like, like our hometown. You, you see, you grew up in the in the city, man. Yeah. You don't understand country life. You don't understand backwoods, meth head, crazy motherfucker. I barely understand it because we didn't live there very long. Yeah. No, I lived there all my you life. You lived there all your life. I understand it way way too well. Folks, all too well. You'll notice we're streaming out of San. Not streaming. Sorry, we're not streaming. Um, I wish we were streaming. <laughs> that would be cool. Live streaming. We should do Twitch at some point. Just, just an aside. Anyway, um, we're podcasting straight out of San Antonio. You know, as we've started mentioning this season, which is a you know step up from you know fucking backwoods meth hills. <laughs> just, just, just throwing it out there. But anyway, guys, Collateral Gaming <laughs> season two, uh, new studio, new, uh, new producer. Yeah, we got rid We're of Bo. Firing Bo. Yeah, we got. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I I didn't know about that, so yeah, okay. That's no, why you're not okay. actually named we, on this episode. We we appreciate everything that you do, Bo. It was. Well, I thought we were gonna bash him some more. It was it was a blast having you on, Andrew. What'd you think? It was fun. I'm tired though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. just a little bit. I was bit. Uh, I was happy to be on. I was happy to talk about a good game, and I hopefully I'll. I'll, uh, you'll be hearing more from me and I won't crash and burn and end up in a ditch in it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, maybe next time we'll actually mm-hmm. spend more time talking about the game. <laughs> no, we did good, guys. Uh, All right. but yeah, Keep your meth in moderation. There you go. All right. Of course. All right. Great life tips. And um, that being said, I'm Ash the Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. I'm Andrew Kenny. And and that's that's Bo Maddox. I'm Bo Maddox. Yeah. No one cares about you. No one cares about you. Stop ruining our show. We are Collateral Gaming, and we are out. Out.
do that. Okay. Welcome to Collateral Gaming Extras, the part of the podcast where we buttercream. We buttercream hard. Hard. We, we buttercream for God, MAGA, Trump, and everything else that stands for white culture. For white culture. Whoever said that white people have no culture? Yeah, whoever said that has never seen the buttercream game. You know what? We think mayonnaise is spicy, and we, we high-five twice just to make <laughs> sure we get it done on the second time. And nobody here can dance. Not, not a one of us. Not a single one of us. No. Um, so this particular extra segment, everybody else ditched on us, so it's just me and Bo. Yeah, it feels very lonely in this studio without the other two. It's okay, I did the last extra segment by myself. On my phone. Oh, that was fun. So I had just like this really oh. shitty audio at the end of the podcast for like the last 15 minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like really jarring <laughs> if you listen to it. Oh, uh, well, you got to do what you got to do, I gotta guess. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah. But I don't know. Do people even wait after the credits to listen to this? Oh, who knows, man? Who, who fucking cares? Just do it anyway. So I see you're wearing your Rick and Morty shirt, Bo. Oh, goddamn right, man. Old school Rick and Morty right here. This is from the first season. Yeah, season four just came out. Yeah, unfortunately, I missed the season premiere of it, but I'm going to try to pick up the next episode this Sunday. And I think Adult Swim is still airing it on their website. Oh, they are? Well, shit, I'm going to have to watch it then. But, motherfucker, you can stream shit. I know, man. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's just the ritual of actually sitting down and watching it on its original broadcast. Oh, I, mean, I didn't. I, I binged it on, uh, on uh, Hulu, I think. Well, I mean... I'm kind of old school like that because that's how I used to consume Adult Swim. Like, my brother and I, we would just roll up a bunch of blunts, sit down in front of the TV, and just watch the entire block of Adult Swim from beginning to end. Oh, fuck just, yeah. Just getting high and drinking the entire <laughs> time. And, man, like, we watched a lot of stuff when it originally came out, you know, like Saul of the Mole Men, Tim and Eric Awesome Show, Great Job. Uh, like I, We watched the first episode of Rick and Morty as well. Like, I mean, that was fun. Like, and, and I don't know if anybody has ever heard of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. No. No, check out Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Garth Marenghi, okay. Oh, man, that's, that's some good British humor right there. I'll, that and look around you. I'll tell you what, if you know what it is, like this podcast. If you don't know what it is, like this podcast. Definitely like this podcast. Like this podcast or, you know, whatever your platform does, you know. And leave ratings and reviews leave for both Collateral Gaming and Collateral Cinema. There you go. Subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Tell your children about it. Are, are we are we winding down already? <laughs> we're not winding down. We're not winding down. I'm just well, I'm just I'm just talking out the ass right yeah, now. Yeah, well, I mean shit, we're already giving the social medias and the and the Patreons and everything. Uh, we already but, did that. Yeah. We already did that on the episode. Of course, that was a couple of days ago for us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a, an extra segment that we're recording. Just kind of off the cuff, I guess. Yeah, yeah. What did you think about Andrew? He was a pretty good addition. He was, yeah. I liked him, and right uh, I, it would be cool to Skype him in on maybe even a collateral cinema episode. Fuck yeah, that'd Andrew. Be, that'd be cool, man. I hope you're listening to this because you're on this episode. I always listen to my episodes back. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Come, come on. I mean, we'll stay in touch. So yeah, if if y'all like Andrew, let us know. If you don't, um. Go just, screw yourself. Yeah, just go screw yourself. <laughs> he was an awesome part of the team. Um, Bo, what did you think about Death Stranding, the game that Dakota's been playing? It's very interesting. I mean, I'm I'm more of a gaming spectator nowadays than somebody who actively plays. Like, yeah, right. You know, 
Unless you hand me like a Nintendo Switch or something like that, then I'm just like, okay, yeah. Oh yeah, fuck it. Bo was Bo was playing my my new Nintendo Switch the other day, so I got a brand new Switch. Um, Switch li- Switch Lite. The Nintendo Switch Lite. Yeah. yeah. I originally had a Nintendo Switch and it got stolen. Um, so now my 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 wife bought me one for my birthday, which was just this month in November, November 10th. I didn't even address that. I had a birthday in between this episode and the last. Happy birthday. Thanks, bro. 24. Wow. I know. 24 and I own a house. Yeah, you, there's not a whole lot of people that can say that at yeah, your age. I, I own a house that's paid off. I can't even say that and I'm almost 40. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Okay, boomer. I'm, that, I'm not a boomer, for fuck's <laughs> sake. I was born in 1982. <laughs> okay, <Fuck>. boomer. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you were checking out. You were playing the Switch Lite. I had uh, Link's Awakening on it. Yeah, but I, I was playing Hyrule Warriors because I, even though it's essentially the same game over and over again, I do love me some Dynasty Warriors. I mean, it's just fun to kind of strategize, to run around and beat up, beat up all the enemies and then try to save your keeps and everything and try to set up strategic positions on the battlefield. Oh, yeah. I played the shit out of Hyrule Warriors. I own all three versions, actually. I own the yeah. original Wii U version. I own the Nintendo 3DS port that added some things in. Oh, and wow. then I have the, the definitive edition on, on Switch that you were playing. That that was a lot of fun, man. Like And, and playing as uh, as Link and even Zelda was... She, yeah. she was one of the characters. And uh, some some other side characters that they introduced. I mean, I, I don't know if it's from previous games because I'm just not that up to snuff on Zelda. Well, in the no, first level, I think you play as Link, Zelda, and Impa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Impa is actually a character that's been around since the first game. Really? Um, but she didn't become like a... In the first game, she was like an old woman. And Ocarina of Time, they introduced her as um, as Zelda's like personal guard from the Sheikah, which is oh, a okay. fucking cool tribe. Everyone's always thought the Sheikah were cool as fuck ever since Ocarina. Yeah, yeah. The, the, they have a Sheikah warrior. Yeah. An- another one in this game as well. Yeah, so... That's at uh, Impa plays uh, plays Impa's a playable character, um, and she has a giant blade. You can later unlock a weapon for her um, that's a fire type Naginata. Oh, nice! Yeah. yeah. There's also Sheik. Sheik shows up later, and she 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 plays like a liar or a loot or something, right? That's her weapon. Yeah. Uh, a musical. Yeah. She music is the weapon. Fuck yeah. Yeah, or I guess a harp. I a think harp. Is, I yeah. Think is what it is. Um. Yeah. Which is the the goddess's harp. From Skyward Sword, which was passed down, the same one that Sheik uses in Ocarina. Oh wow! Um, and then you can upgrade it. So every character has a weapon, and then some characters unlock like new weapons. And a lot of these weapons are kind of built into the lore of Zelda. And yeah. So oh, wow. Link starts out with like the Hylian sword, which is your basic sword, but then he also gets like a fire rod. Oh wow! And a, and a bunch of other weapons. You can use Epona, the horse, as as is as a weapon. Oh, that's cool. Later, you get the Master Sword that has the same. Uh, the Master Sword has the same moveset as the Hylian Sword, but it's it's more powerful. Now, you know what would be amazing is if they made a Dynasty Warriors game, but they used the characters from Final Fantasy VII. Oh, there you like, go. Like, like it would be that one real-time strategy game that they had right in the middle of fucking Final Fantasy VII. It was one of the random mini-games they had. <laughs> it, like, like, just base it off of that or something. I'm still waiting for Super Mario Warriors. Oh, that w- that'd be cool. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that would be badass, dude. Um, I think they mentioned that actually. Um, after after, you know, Hyrule Warriors. Oh wow. Which in okay. Japan is called Zelda Musou. Zelda Musou. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
because you know the Muso series is what it's referred to in Japan. Oh, I should. That's the uh, Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, Dynasty it's Warriors. It's a Muso series. I got gotcha. you. I think it's like, it's like San something Muso. Hold on. Oh, okay. I see. Dynasty Warriors. I mean, I I remember when Dynasty Warriors was originally just a straight up one on one fighting game. Yeah, I think the original one was. Yeah, yeah, that's all the way back on the PlayStation. That was the first Dynasty Warriors, and supposedly they were all based off of historical figures in Chinese history. Yeah, San Goku Muso. San Goku Muso. San Goku Muso, which is three kingdoms unrivaled. Uh, but then later it kind of got rebranded with Shin San Goku Muso. Yeah, I mean, which it, is it, Dynasty Warriors two. I mean, it, th- isn't it also derived from th- a uh, specific series of board games or something like that? Uh, the Three Kingdoms or some type of. Uh, strategy game from back in the day. Oh, I don't know, dude. It, it, I don't. I think. I don't know. I have Wikipedia open, and it's. I mean that I I recall that we, about Dynasty Warriors. Okay. Yeah. We, I mean, we yeah. are gonna do uh, Hyrule Warriors at some point. That that'll be fun. I I want to be on that episode. Fuck yeah. Well, we kind of have a thing going where, at first, it was gonna be one Zelda game and one like Zelda like type spinoff type game a season. Now the way because we split up our seasons and we've gone month monthly. We'll just do every other season. Okay. It's gonna be okay. a, Zel- a full on like you know a main series Zelda game, and the other ones are gonna be spinoffs. Um, so after we get through all of the, because uh, we've still got one more fucking uh, Zelda CDI game to do. Oh After no. that, we'll probably do Hyrule Warriors <laughs> as our spinoff, and then um, after that, I may start just doing the portable titles. Yeah, there's a quite a few portable Zelda titles, right? Yeah, which are considered main series and not spinoffs. They're, but they're, they're canon. They're canon, but then okay. they're part of the official Zelda timeline. But I still kind of have like a different subcategory within the main series where you have, you know, like the actual um, console games. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Right on. Like, um, you know, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, the original Zelda, Zelda 2. Um, you should do Ben Drowned. Ben Drowned, <laughs> <laughs> straight up. We man. are, we are. Majora's Mask is our next Zelda game. And th- then maybe get uh, Jaducible on the podcast. Fuck yeah, he does a podcast. <laughs> he, actually. Do, he, he does a podcast. He does, and oh, we, badass. We should probably shout that one out because that's kind of related to gaming. Oh, definitely. I mean, Jaducible. I mean, he he's the creator of that entire creepy pasta. Yeah. And yeah. No, I I was really I was really into that. I mean, I was into it kind of after it was already over. But yeah, supposedly yeah. it is eventually going to come back. I don't know if Alex Hall ever will um, return to it, Jaducible, but uh, he is doing a new podcast, The Digital Fireside. And I oh, listened cool. to, I listened to part of the episode, and then I, I got busy. But I, I, I'm going to listen to some more. You know, I don't even have time to listen to podcasts anymore, bro. Like between like working on the podcast, you know, and then like working, going to school. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I have left usually is. Uh, you know, when I'm on my way to work, I listen to podcasts, but it's only a 20 minute drive. So. Yeah, I've been listening to podcasts mostly in the car lately through Bluetooth. You know, I mean, it, it's it's actually rather soothing. You know, I mean, I, I barely even listen to music anymore when I'm driving. Same. If I have time yeah. to listen to something, I'll just listen to podcasts. But a lot of the time that I'm off work is when I'm with my wife and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I spend time with her and with the baby. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll find some time to listen to more some more podcasts. Honestly, putting on a podcast when you're like cleaning up your house is always fun. Yeah, well. yeah, I've done that before. Yeah, uh, and then a lot of the free time I have, I I do try to, uh, I just try to to pl- actually play the games and watch the movies that we're gonna do for the podcast. 
watching movies isn't so hard. You just set aside a day to you know watch the movie. Well, yeah, of course. You got to have your movie night and everything. Yeah, movie night's not that hard to do, and I can get the wife to, to watch with me. But yeah. playing the games is what's really eating up most of my time right now um, as far as the podcast goes. Because even And even getting together once a week and, and doing a podcast isn't that hard. I just set aside a night to do it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Editing it, uh, I can get it done in one sitting if I try, or I can spread it out a little bit. But fucking playing the games is what eats up most of my time. <laughs> I'd, I'd imagine so. I mean, especially like multiple hour games. Especially new games, yeah, dude. Modern games. Yeah. Modern games are so fucking big. Aren't they usually at least sometimes 50 hours worth of gameplay at the least? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much a standard right. with open world games, especially. Yeah. Um, in our last you know episode, Uncharted, we did three games in one. Oh, shit. And we got almost all the way through. Um, I decided to go ahead and do the whole trilogy because I really wanted to talk about Uncharted as a whole. And the first three games, I'm, all the games really aren't that different. I mean, it's mostly the same. So we could talk about them in the same breath. Um, to avoid doing another episode on Uncharted 4, because we pretty much really said really what we need to do about the series, Yeah, I think we're just going to do like a commentary on Uncharted 4. There you go. That's a good way to kind of get that out there. and We kind of encompass everything, right? Yeah, exactly. That was my thought. Yeah. Um, and then that kind of makes us do something a little bit different with the commentary than what we're doing with the, the episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see how that would work out. Yeah. Yeah. What do we got to look forward to with Collateral Cinema, Bo? Oh, of course, we got the Buttercream Gang coming up. <laughs> That's going to be all kinds of fun. I mean, we are going to praise the... Hellman's mayonnaise, the Wonder Bread, and the Oscar Mayer Bologna, the the Holy Trinity of Wasp culture, <laughs> <laughs> right there. Wasp culture, I love that, it. That's pretty much what fuels white people all over the world. You guys, you guys are gonna enjoy this. Oh, it's gonna be hilarious. I wonder if this will be one of our our big episodes. I don't know if it's gonna be a big episode because I don't know how many people really know about the Buttercream Gang, like other than maybe from watching Cinema Snob <laughs> or catching it on YouTube. I, I mean. I don't think that it has the same meme quality as, say, you know, Jesus, man, or, you know, if I come to Jesus, I come all the <laughs> way, you know? I was I mean, posting that on, you know, on that group. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Th those are priceless, and those are movies we're going to have to do because they're kind of funny in their own right. I also did uh, Rapping for Jesus. Oh, my God. I posted that on that same Facebook group, which shall not be named here. Yeah, no, we're not going to name that. We're not going to go out there. We, we can name it on on the country club, but not here. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that group. Um, yeah, with their fucking Trumpism and shit. I don't know. I don't oh like to get Lord. too political, but I mean, these these guys, I mean, they're just, they literally worship the ground he walks on. Little snowflakes. <laughs> dude, they are, dude. They get so <laughs> offended if you, if, if you like even criticize Trump. It, yeah. it, it's really bad. They call us snowflakes. And I'm like, dude, like. I'm not the one that gets offended on behalf of a politician. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, that's stupid. Oh, but he's not a politician. Yeah, he is now. <laughs> De definitely. By this point, he's uber politician. Well, exactly. It's, he's he's it's, like the consummate politician now. Yeah, whatever. Um, that's not a good thing. No, it's not. But, you know, what are, what are you going to do? Um because you know we just we just live in a world and what we, we your, live your, in, your we vote doesn't really matter dude, we live in a society we live in a society bottom text gamers gamers rise up yeah the gamers need to rise up that's hashtag, the only answer hashtag gamers rise up <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right we're gonna run that meme into the ground <laughs> like the like the epstein meme that 
never that never that never killed itself, just like Epstein. Yeah, no, no, that that meme will not will not kill itself <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, in all honesty, I mean, he probably did kill himself. I mean, people, I, people, I, I can see that honestly. I, I mean, if you think about it, okay, all right, people kill themselves in prison all the time, and oh, yeah. he was a piece of shit. So, I mean, yeah, I don't really think it's. I'm going to get hated for this. People are going to be like, oh, because all across, everybody's into the conspiracy theory. And that's that's new. You don't see that. But yeah, I mean, obviously, there's something a little fishy, but I wouldn't go so far as to say that he was killed by the Clintons or anything. But I don't know. Who's to say? But anyway, hey, video games, ladies and gentlemen. Video games. Video games. So, hey, Ash, when are we going to do these the special collateral gaming episode on arcade light gun games? Uh, eventually, I don't know. That I mean, because that will be fun because we just need to go out to an arcade and just play them all. Like, we really seriously. do. That would be a fun episode. I mean, yeah, we can maim that shit, but no, you got to have the actual feel of the light gun in your hand, you know, play these games. I mean, I already like, I already kind of threw in a bonus episode on Link's Awakening Yeah. this, this season because I want to talk about it. Um, but I'm doing it as a bonus episode, um, and we are going to do... Well, maybe we'll save that for later. I don't want to spoil that yet. I have a collaboration plan with Collateral and Cinema and Collateral Gaming. Oh, nice. Another where, one. Where we're going to do, um, well, I kind of got it set set up. We're going to do, a, like, basically it's like a two-part collaboration special because we're going to do a movie and a game. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're going to do a, a certain um, series that is that is both movie and game. Ooh, so let, interesting. Let, let the uh, I'll tell you I'll tell you after we stop recording. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's let's leave it as a surprise. Yeah, but yeah, let, let your imaginations run wild with that one. Um, and I, I plan for some kind of collaboration. There was something the other day I said I'd turn into a collaboration because um, I had already decided it as an episode. Oh, really? I can't remember what it was, hmm. but I don't know. <laughs> uh, we'll think of it somehow. We'll think of it. Anyway, yeah. um, I think that's uh, all the time we have today for our extras segment. We've been going on for over 15 minutes now. Oh, thank so. goodness. I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, get the Jesus, fuck out get of here. Get the fuck out of this town. What are you talking about? You live in fucking Meth Hills. Oh, whatever. San Antonio the, is, at is least At least the meth heads keep to themselves <laughs> for the most part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true. You don't have like HOAs and shit. I have an HOA. Oh, God. But I mean, it's 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 the good part of San Antonio. So at least, um, at least you know. Don't you mean the white part of San Antonio, <laughs> Ash? I, you know, I didn't want to go there, Bo. But but yes, I live in the white side of San Antonio. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we need I, to take a trip to the east side. I live in the northwest, so you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, that's it. That's fuck, it. Fuck it. Fuck it all. And uh, Epstein didn't kill himself. Collateral Gaming is an L Company production. All music and game clips are owned by their respective creators, are used for educational purposes only, and are fair use. Please don't sue us. We're poor. Boy.